Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. You have given us a heart for the kingdom of heaven. And I pray right now that you would use Byron, uh, anoint his heart, anoint his words to speak your truth, Father, uh, from uh, the book of Galatians. Give him clarity of mind, give him clarity of speech, Lord, that we would hear what the Spirit would say, Lord, and that we would act on what you're prompting us to. We give the thanks, the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Let's move this off, off to the side here and give me some room to move around. I like, uh, God bless you all. It's a beautiful day. It's a day the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. It's amazing, and it's amazing as we're hearing all the ministry that's going on in the church. Uh, and uh, there, there's a bunch of women come occasionally meet at my house. I have to lock myself in a room upstairs, and well, they're uh, and they even they even said, you know, it's all right if I come down once in a while, but it's a, uh, it's 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 all good. It's all good, but. I was really surprised this week of a ministry that's coming out of our church that I, w- I was so uh, kind of, we were, Nancy and I were called to, to kind of watch three of our grandchildren on Friday night. And, and it was for a late night. And, and I was kind of saying, man, alive, you know, I love being with my grandkids, but you know what? The, the, the idea when they're rambunctious and trying to put them to bed, that's a whole nother thing. And uh, while, while that process was going on, uh, the two boys were in the room and, and, and we were reading, Nancy was reading books to them and it was all beautiful. And then they got all excited. We can't wait to hear the stories. The stories. And I said, what, you know, I kind of, Kind of Nancy kind of told me about it, kind of went over, I didn't really connect, until they opened up their computer and there, a story was happening. And it was happening from somebody from our church that was putting these stories on YouTube. YouTube, right? Fine. YouTube? Is it YouTube? Yeah. So, so all of a sudden, I'm hearing Dusty and this nasty guy, Fine. And and t- and I want I want to let you know those boys were so hyped up to hear the stories that were coming out of YouTube from members of our church, and I and I re- I believe I re- find I really believe that's a bigger thing than you think, you know and 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 I wish you could have been in the room and saw the excitement and and the expectation of these two young boys to hear the stories from YouTube, from you and Dusty. It was amazing. It was amazing. And, and you know what's, and here, here my expectation was, I just don't like this part of house sitting. But I never knew there was a surprise for me. And to hear stories from uh, uh, godly stories from Fine and Dusty that's out on YouTube. And I want to show those boys 
couldn't wait for that part of it. <clears throat> so, you know, the scripture is full of surprises, isn't it? And, uh, and uh, you know, I used to, uh, when I was very much younger and, and I just wanted to know more and more, so hungry to hear what God's word says. So I, I took a three-week vacation at our farm, and I said, I'm, if it takes longer, whatever it's going to take, I'm going to read, actually read, Genesis to Revelation. And, and, and I still have that Bible that I took down there because every time Holy Spirit spoke to me, I highlighted it. And sometimes I go back to that Bible and I say, wow, you know, I, I can't remember what that meant at that time. So, saying that, the scripture has the apparent. You know, what is the writer trying to communicate to you and me? Then there's the rhema of the word that pops out that in that, in that context that is specifically meant for you and me. And, and it, may, it may not actually, it's just God's word is living. It may not actually be the, the, the initial information that the writer was writing, but a little phrase can be something that change our whole lives. So when we look at, you know, and, and I, we're going to be approaching Galatians 5 and 6, from that point of view, as I was, you know, they're, they're, they're the apparent, really, what they're talking about, the law and grace and, and circumcision or non-circumcision. But there's stuff that just popped out on me, to me for you and for me that we're going to look at this morning. Is that okay? So, Father God, we ask you, Lord, that, that your Holy Spirit would be actively present here this morning actively present to take your word and make it life-changing to all of us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> chapter, verse 1 in chapter 5, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And, and we'll, we'll find out more what he's saying. Here's that opening comment that the Holy Spirit, when he indwelled our lives, wants us to walk into, walk into and experience freedom. And that he know the object of his presence in our life that we would no, never, ever be brought back into slavery. And we'll find out more what that means. Verse 4, And you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ and have fallen away from grace. Fallen away from the power of God that's intended to sustain you. You know, it, it, this, this verse kind of pops off in, in, 
in, in really destroying the fact that by some form or way that we're going to, on our own effort, are going to find favor with God. The fact of the matter is, all of us in this room are in a continual uh, uh, um, recipient of his favor. Do you believe that? You know, the whole, whole idea, when you go into life, when you go hit Monday morning with all the issues, and do you believe you're walking into this day with God's favor and, and his great love over your life? And that, 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 or, or do we go into Monday burdened down with shame and guilt? Both of those have been destroyed by the cross. Oh, if I can only get it better. Oh, if I can only, oh, if, if, if. It's been done when Jesus said it's finished. It's finished. Then verse 5, For through the Spirit we eagerly wait by faith the righteousness of for which we hope. We talked a little bit, some guys talked about hope this morning. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. And the only thing that counts is faith. Now, this is key. I highlight it. You know what? Faith is important, right? Right? By faith. Yeah. It's impossible to please God with faith, right? Faith. How do, we come to relate, how do we come in relationship with him? Well, we found and discovered our depravity, and then we came to realize that the Messiah came to die and be the final sacrifice for our sins. And we finally we came to that conclusion that, yeah, I'm needy, and I need what God has. So I said that prayer. I said it in the bathroom. Lord, I'm a sinner. I've failed miserably. Will you forgive me and come into my life? Faith is important, right? Faith has brought us into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Brought us into a connection, unbroken connection with the Father. Wow, that we can call him Abba Father. That was earlier on in Galatians. But here's key. Here's key. Faith expressing itself through love. Why? You're a great woman and great man of faith. How is faith expressed? And, and we're going to get more into this in these two chapters. You know, it's it, if I'm loved if I know how much I'm loved. The expression that comes out of that relationship is loving others. Loving others. Remembering, faith is expressed itself through love.
And boy, that could be a battle in itself about loving correctly and loving rightly. You know, there's people in our life that can be very difficult to love, but God's calling us of faith to be an expression or, or of, of love, of love. Love covers a multitude of sins. You know, in Proverbs it talks about, you know what? A wise king will cover the sins of the people. Not shouting them out to the mountaintops, but being that person that might know all about you and love you and not declare your faults to other people. That's love. That's love. Then verse 13, And now my brothers and sisters, we're called to be free. But do not use this freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another in humility, in love. You know what? It's, um, we're going to find out at the end of this message. Uh, and like I said, you know, the person that, that mentored me is a brand new believer. And I spent a week with him. And uh, my assignment was to know what Galatians says. But growing in Christ, First Peter became one of my favorite books. So we're going to see that connection before the end of this message. Uh, but, but it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, when you talk about God's love and mercy, about, and you talk about it, it's... Uh, it's it's a it's a very you know it's a, we need to define that what 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 Paul is writing here is experience God's love and grace and mercy isn't a license to do anything you want but it's a journey to get free all that it's not a license to do whatever we want but but the message behind this, this love message behind it, is the tool to set you free. You know, uh, I would not, I did not mean to say this at this point, but I'm going to say something. Something just to work through the process. You you failed. You 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 did something, and you know you know it's wrong, and yet you did it anyway. So, actually, actually, I wasn't going to say this, but it's that Irene lady we listened to. Uh, I, uh, Catherine was so precise. You got to watch. Nancy says, you got to watch this. You got to watch Irene. And Irene, and, and I, it was amazing. I, I watched this thing, and she was reminding me, I have an Aunt Irene, you know. So, Irene was a pastor's wife. And, and she'd get herself all fixed up for Sunday with a cheesy smile. You know, you know that, cheese, that one that's not authentic? Got it? 
I, I remember at the Baptist church, I, I used to, they said, oh, Byron, we want you to stand there by the doors and greet people coming into the church. All right, so if that's what you want me to do, that's what I'll do. So I'd be looking out in the parking lot, and I'd see this husband, wife, and kids. I mean, it looked like they were really mad at each other. But they're walking out the parking lot. Then they finally see me, and out comes a cheesy smile. They're walking, they're messed up walking in here, and yet they're trying to smile. Because you know what? You and I, you and I, you'll detect, you'll, and a cheesy smile might look really authentic, but you know what? The Spirit of God will tell you is this a, a heart that's free, or is this a heart that's bond, full of bondage? And you know what? This Irene would come to church and she'd go through a whole service because her husband was the pastor of the church. Husband was the pastor of the church. And she would come in and try to worship God, try to connect with the Heavenly Father, but knowing that she was a full-blown alcoholic. in slavery. And God wanted to take her to a place of freedom. And that's what I want for all of us this morning as we go through these words. For the, in verse 14, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping one commandment. You know, wow! You know, if we can master this, it's amazing is what Paul is saying. Love your neighbor as yourself. So what's the rhema coming out of here? It's not about circumcision, uncircumcision, or this or that. It's what's, what's underlying in what these verses we're looking at is to discover how much we're loved, how, what amazing God we have, and that, that uh, if we haven't lived up to it, remember one thing. If you felt failure last week, that God has already forgotten it. So why should you remember it? Why should you remember something that God has forgotten? This is that journey we're going to go through, through abundant life and life filled with his great love that on us so we can love others correctly. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I say, he says, walk in the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So you may not do whatever you want. Back to this. You know, this connection with Jesus is not just a license to do whatever we want. It's to discover what he wants. And, but, that, but you who are led by the Spirit are not, ooh, not under the law. Not a license to be a lawbreaker, but you're in a new covenant promise with the Almighty. You are in a covenant promise where he says, that I will remember your sins no more. So part of this journey 
of walking into freedom and out of slavery is to give no place to your failures. Give a place for the Spirit to speak through His Word to your life. It says, but the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. And I know something about all of us that battle to one degree or another is going on in your heart. We have to go back to First John. It says, if you, you say that, you say that I, it says in John, I don't sin anymore. You're a liar. The conflict is real and it's going on in our lives. And the Holy Spirit wants to take you and me to a place of freedom. So, what, what is, in the, and you know what, this is not a complete list because it says, and those like this, he, he, gives, he, he opens up the door to where are these battlegrounds? Where are they going on? It says, and the flesh is obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. I had to stop at that one. I said, I think I know what that means, but I'm not sure I know what that means. What is debauchery? I know, the rest of them are pretty clear. I know what they mean. What is debauchery? What is that? It's a nice big word. I might, I might sound really intelligent if I knew what debauchery, oh, but maybe some of you don't really know what it means, but it means excessive indulgence in sensual pleasure. Excessive, excessive. You know, it's a, it's a person that just can't get his mind off his flesh. God wants to set you free. He wants to get your mind focused somewhere else. Debauchery. Idolatry. We can have, you can have put things, anything you put ahead of God is like an idol. Witchcraft. Hatred. Discord. That little, oh, what harm. Even in a manufacturing company, I run a, comp a business. People, little words to put other people down so you can elevate. Very, very bad, very bad. Jealousy. Fits of rage. Selfish ambition. Dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the list goes on. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, and part, of that, part of that is, how effective do you want to be before you leave this planet? You and I are representatives, we're American citizens, but we represent the kingdom of God. 
how effective you want to be as that ambassador. If you allow, allow yourself to get burdened down with the sins that so easily trip us up, it can diminish our effectiveness to a world that's dying all around us. I heard a, a guy this morning talk about how how it, it seemed like he's attacking everything. I mean, the enemy is really on the move and attacking everything, but mostly trying to destroy this younger generation. Trying to destroy them. Uh, more people than ever, young kids are dying from, here's a pill that will just make you feel better. And they take it and they die. Over 100,000 in our nation have died from from these, these illegal drugs that are coming in our country. Kids are, are, are being totally, you know, and I, I know even my own grandkids, how when my son went through a divorce, how damaging it was to them. You know, and, and, and you have a world that's saying, you know what? Don't worry about it. I mean, they went, to, they went to counselors, and the counselor says, you know what? Don't worry. Kids are resilient. They're fine. Divorce doesn't affect them at all. What a lie. That's a lie. They, they have a hard journey to, to face when, when things don't go right. You probably know all about it, right? So, so it's... Uh, it's, it's I love the butts in the Bible. Because here we hear all this stuff that can trip us up that says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. Against those things, there is no law. And we're gonna hang on that thought because we're going to we're going to see the depth of that in just a few minutes. Then it says, uh, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and the passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, envying one another. That's in fact, those things that conceited, provoking, envy, uh, uh, it has no place in the church because that, that will destroy a church. But master love for one another. Back, backtracking. Love covers a multitude of sins. Hey, you and I, God forgot our, forgot it. Imagine a God of the universe can't remember your last failure. Let it go. If he, in his infinite love and knowledge, let it go, you let it go. And you'll, you'll learn in a, in a moment part of the journey to walking in the Spirit. Because you walk in the Spirit, you won't, you won't uh, uh, be bound so much by failure. So I love it. Since we live in the Spirit... 
keep in step. Oh, the steps of the righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Where are your feet taking you? Be careful where your feet are taking you. And be careful to know where your feet are taking you. And the encounters you're going to meet and the people you're going to meet. More about that a little later. All right? Then we go into chapter 6. Chapter 6, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught up in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch out yourselves so that you may not be tempted. It's a uh, watch yourselves. I love it. I used to say on Wednesday nights, I used to say this repeatedly on Wednesday nights when you guys that were part of Wednesday nights. If I found out something about you that was very damaging, that would not affect my love for you. Because I take this verse for, for real. I take this verse for real. Because if I found out, if I find out something that was so could be so damaging, my responsibility with that information is restoration. I like that. Information restoration. That's a, I boy that came out of my pea-sized brain. It's it's a it's a you know what my heart is to restore and bring in back in put back in the place in position to help that person know how greatly they're loved and help them on that journey. Being careful, being careful. I think part of being careful, but watch out that you may not be tempted. When, uh, remember something about if you're going to really be walking by the Spirit and, and actually be that instrument of love and helping and growing people in their faith and, and not locking down Adam, but take him to a higher place, that, that in effect, in effect, will cause you or me to be a target. That's why I said be careful. Because if I'm going to be God's hand in ministry to help somebody get out of their trouble, and that's actively what I'm doing, Paul is trying to say, you're going to be a target. You're going to be a target. Be careful for yourself. Watch out for yourself. Then it goes on to say, carry each other's burdens, and in the same way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. What, what Paul is trying to tell you and I is, don't get puffed up. Oh, I'm the guy, man. You know, don't get puffed up. Don't deceive yourself. Because you're, you're, you and me, we're on this journey together. 
And I'm, I'm saying, you know, I, to, to try to try to say, man, I, I don't have this problem, I don't have that problem, I don't have breath. But in Hyde, you say, but I have this problem, I have that problem. The fact of the matter is, all of us have those, like Achilles' heel, uh, the sins that so easily mess with us. So it says, then each one tests your own actions. Then they, they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else for each one will carry his own load. You know what? It's, it's very, I want you guys to know that you are significantly amazing part of God's family. And you don't have to spend any time trying to be like someone else. I, I, uh, I, I, that was part of my learning process as a believer growing up. Uh, my, first, my first person that I really elevated in a high place, and, oh, I want to be like him, Billy Graham. And, I, and uh, somebody say, sometimes you start, you know, when, when, when your focus is on trying to be like somebody else, you'll start talking like them. And that one person said, hey, you, start, you almost sound like Billy Graham. I said, hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, I suppose I like the guy. You know, then then all of a sudden I went to the seminar that I learned a lot of things from, and I and I had my mother sitting next to me that knew I had to learn a lot of things, because every time that person would talk about a weakness or an issue in your life, I got this, Byron, that's you. Get it straight. You know, learn from this. And then, then I said, I really admired this guy. And to the point, I started, my voice started inflecting the way he would talk. But you know what? As I grew, I found out that God significantly wanted to use me and who I am. Don't waste your time trying to be like someone else. Spend your time with the Holy Spirit being all that Jesus made you to be. You wear yourself out trying to be like someone else when God always desired you to be like Jesus and to use how he made you special. I'm with him, I'm going to mention it, but Paul would have wasted his time talking about the eyes, the mouth, the feet, the arms, the head, all that. He would have wasted his time talking about that if, he didn't, if we didn't know that each one of us had an important part to play in the kingdom. And your personality, your height, your size, your emotions, your feelings are so uniquely you and God wants to use uniquely you, not you to try to be like someone else. You wear yourself out being like someone else. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word 
should share all thing, good things with his instructor. You know, I, 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 in error, I, I think pastors have really missed the rhema of that verse to try to say that that's financial money coming to them. If you're, if you're, if you're feeding the flock and you're doing the flock and all that, you know, it, 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 and then, then, uh, nevertheless, the one who receives from the person should share all good things with that instructor or person. In other words, my name is Jimmy. I'll take all you can give me. You know, it's, 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 it's not about, about financial as much as it is, is being humble in your walk with Christ. I make sure I remind myself daily that I can learn somebody something from somebody who got born again yesterday. You hear that? I need to keep myself in a position that I can learn something from somebody that just got born again yesterday. He may have some revelation that is so fresh for him that could minister to me. I never can ever get to the place that I can't receive from another person. Be disastrous. In fact, the other way around is fully operating in pride. You know, and when you when you walk in pride, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Do not be do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man who reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh they will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary of doing good. For at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunities, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of God. You know what? It's, it's don't be tired of doing what God's will is for your life. And I, and I guess it's there because the enemy might want you to think you're getting tired. But but the but the truth of the matter is is when when we're and we're gonna get into this I, I I'm almost too excited for the end <laughs> we're moving there but it says uh, don't be weary of doing good you know because because when you when you the the result of re, of whatever you sow you reap good or bad you want to be on the good side. Because of the benefits. Because of the benefits, and it's uh, in in the whole idea when when we when we 
um, uh, mess up. Uh, the deal is, is none of us want to open the door to bad, do we? I want the door wide open to good. Every good and perfect gift comes Father of lights. I, I want to open a door to that that uh, uh, that says that he he uh, is a rewarder to those who diligently seek after him. And, and I want I want to see some of those rewards this side of heaven. So we'll have to end this message with some tools. Now I have to go from where this guy who led me to Christ spent a week with me, no Galatians, no Galatians, know, the, know how much God loves you, know of his grace, know of his mercy, know all these things that some of what we just learned now. But then as I was growing in my faith, I learned that there's a book I go to that when I want to get encouraged, and that's called First Peter. That's called First Peter. In that book is get your tool chest out, and one of the tools to pursuing Jesus Christ at just a higher level. And what are those tools? They're found there. They're found in chapter three. Whoever would love life and see good days. Hey, is that you? Hey, do you want to enjoy life and see a great tomorrow and next day and next day? Is that you? Is that me? I, I, I do. I do. Whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. So one of the tools is declaring God's goodness over your life and not letting word, destructive words come out of your mouth. Faithless words. Oh, words like, I can never change. Yes, you can. I, Man, I, I don't know. God will... Never prosper me. Yes, he can. Last message I when last time I preached, I says, "Is there anything too hard for God?" So when you catch yourself talking your life down, start declaring what God says to uh, call your life up to a higher place. So if you want to see, if you want to see. God working in amazing ways in your life, the first tool is to watch out and be careful. Start listening to what's coming out of your mouth. Do you ever think about that? Oftentimes you don't do that. Blah, 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 it all comes out. Start listening to yourself. You know, Nancy and I, one time, uh, years ago, years ago, we, we talked to each other and we said, hmm, you know what? We may not be doing a good job individually listen to what we're saying but we gave each other permission to let each other know what we're saying 
It's one thing to try to listen to yourself, but then when you have your spouse telling you, hey, did you just say, did you hear what you just said? Oh, yeah. Before, woman, just hold your peace. But now we gave, we gave permission to each other to say, and it, 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 it's become less and less, but it still happens. It still happens to this day that given us even a, just, a, just a stuff coming down in your life and things happening, and then all of a sudden negative words start coming out of your mouth, and we speak life to each other. Speak life to each other. They must turn from evil. Ah, this is good. You know what? Your own effort will never work. If, it, if that just said turn from evil, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm strong and I'm not, not if it just said turn from evil that would leave us in a very tough life project turn from evil do good you see you see the, the tool here if, if you and I are, we wake up on a Monday morning and say, you know what, how can I do good today? How can I help somebody today? How can I do good? You know, if, 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 you're, if the, what's going on in your spirit is just, just overall, how can I do good? How can I do good? How can I do good? Guess what? You won't have time to do evil. You won't, have any, you won't have any time to do that. You must turn from evil. Do good. Do good. You must pursue peace. You must seek peace and pursue it. Go after it. Jesus said, I'm going to give you supernatural peace. Go after it. How do you go, how do you go after that? You say, God... I'm, I, I'm just not in a peaceful place, but I believe what you say. You say that you have supernatural peace to give me, and I receive what you have. I receive what you have. I refuse to live in worry and fear. I'm not there, and I won't do it. And my heart is to do good, and my heart is to pursue, seek peace, and pursue it with my whole, whole heart. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their prayers. But his face of the Lord is against those who do evil. What fills evil? I'll tell you what fills evil. is pride. And how does pride come? I can do this. It usually has the letter I involved. 
I can change. We finally humble ourselves into who he is and what he's done for us and his great love for us. I disappears. He comes in to do work in my life. And what is the result of this? Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your heart, revere Christ as your Lord. And then opportunities come. Opportunities come. Set out Monday when you wake up, I am going to do good today. I am going to seek you today with all my heart and soul and mind. And you won't have any time for evil, but you'll open the door to opportunity. What is that opportunity? Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that is in you. And do this with gentleness and respect. You are a light to a dying world. Don't let I get in the way of being the fullness of what God wants to do in you and me. You are unique. We're all different. Please, don't try to be like somebody else. Seek him. Seek who he is. And say, I want to be all you made me to be. I want to be a light to a dying world. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your word gives us an opportunity to be lights to a dying world. Father, I thank you, Lord, that, that you have made me and all of us very unique, very special, very just you foreknew long ago that you are calling you and me to serve Jesus Christ with all our heart and soul and mind. Father God, raise up faith in this place, Lord, that we will be a people that will seek to do good and seek to do right. And Father God, that we will hold up people that are so bound with sin and destruction. And Father God, that we would carefully and reverently and with your great love take them out of bondage into amazing life. So, Father God, as we worship you, as we declare and know who you are, Father God, in Jesus' name, uh, Holy Spirit, just take these words. Take these words spoken, Father, and I believe you're good soil. I believe that. Father God, that you would take these words and plant it deep in the good soil of those who are here this morning, Father God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. 
If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Place podcast. God bless you and have a great week.